Welcome to another distinct nostalgia by MIM. More than a podcast. Our celebration of all things Crossroads continues now, as Russell T Davis' tribute to Noel Gordon remains one of the big highlights on ITVX. Nolly, starring Helena Bonham Carter, has proved a big hit, but what about the real stories from the people who were actually there? Well, today, Ashley's meeting a man who played one of the Crossroads managers, the final assistant manager, prolific soap actor Graham Seed, who was Charlie Mycroft. Enjoy! Right, Graham, lovely to talk to you uh, today for Distinct Nostalgia. Now, I know you've done lots and lots and lots of things over the years, um, but in this particular interview, we want to focus on your time in Crossroads, because I'm sure it was memorable. Anybody who's been on Crossroads remembers it, whether it's for good reasons or bad reasons. Or uh, it was know. a very long. It was it was about a year and a quarter. And yes, I was brought in by William Smethurst, who was my boss at Pebble Mill in the Arches, because I was flying high uh, across Birmingham in Pebble Mill because Nigel, the character I played in the Arches, was. Um, in his pomp. I mean, he was incredibly popular. And then this wonderful editor, William Smethurst, got hunted to take over Crossroads from Philip Bowman. And um, <laughs> he made me an offer I couldn't refuse and probably upset the BBC. Well, I know the BBC were terribly upset because they, uh, quite soon after me accepting it, they told me I'd have to relinquish the arches. Um, and I got recast. Um, not for long, because actually the whole of Crossroads collapsed then, and eventually I got back into the Arches. But it was a year of my life that I had no regrets. It was a very exciting year. I mean, the Arches and Crossroads aren't really in competition anyway, are they, really? You know, no, so I it's... think it was rather mean of them. I thought in my, in, in my dream world I could... I could record, um, you know, some of the Arches. I mean, it was only, you know, one day a week, and then... Zoom across the road to um, Central and do that. But uh, no, I mean, I mean, the politics of independent television, the BBC, uh, I think, were across the, the frontier. But I, I mean, I know a lot of my... I mean, The Archers is, has very loyal listeners. And, and if they like your voice, they don't like change. Um, but that was another story. And um, um, when you're young, you accept challenges. And I had no regrets. And, and what's extraordinary about Crossroads was it was um, it was such hard work, but that was good because you're young. And there was a a tremendous sort of feeling of, of belonging a, in a team. And like the best theatre, if you're if you're all committed, um, you make great friends, and you work hard, and um, you have fantastic memories. Actually, I got sent some old Crossroads episodes. But there's a very nice man who, who you probably know him, who works with the Crossroads fan club or something. But he, but, but it it stood up rather well. I was rather proud of my work, really. Uh, but it was an extraordinary year. Now you entered Crossroads in its latter years, as in, in its first reincarnation, as it were, because it came, came back a couple of times later on. Oh my God, it came obviously, back again. Yes, yes, it came back a couple of times, didn't it? You obviously knew about Crossroads. It had been an institution in the UK for so long, hadn't it, since 1964. What had you heard about it? What did you actually expect? 
about working on crossroads? <laughs> well, I mean, it was it, it was not my sort of thing at all in my career that I wanted to do. It it did have a reputation, I'm afraid, with you know, shaking sets, wonky sets, never lean against the doors, and um, there was a lovely old lady who um, had a reputation for getting her lines, uh, which was very funny. And of course, I mean, the Archers and Crossroads got me to meet Victoria Wood, who used me in many a sketch. And um, that was a huge privilege. And uh, especially when she did sort of acorn antiques. Um, there were very funny moments in Crossroads, it's, it's true. And and as an actor, I'm not, oh, we go on when we're young about a career move and where I should be going. I'd already done some pretty prestigious television like I, Claudius, and um, Brides had revisited. And I'm sure a few people thought, what the dickens, why does Graham want to um, go into Crossroads? But, I mean, it was for a year. And in those, I mean, that's how... It sort of worked. It, it, it's who I knew, and I never had to audition or anything. So it was a great compliment that Bill Smethers phoned me up and said, I want you. I want you to head the new look that I'm bringing into it. Um, I was sort of off, you can't refuse. But no, I hadn't followed Crossroads, and I knew about Nolly, and uh, as one did, but you used to occasionally sort of, sort of catch it at tea time, didn't you? But it wasn't viewing the... I was hooked on. So what was it like going there the first, when you first got there? I mean, you, you say you'd had, you'd had this reputation of the, the, the wobbly sets and you probably knew a few of the people who were in it. People I knew a few people. Everyone time. was terribly welcoming, but, but of course it, but there had been a coup and Philip Bowman's, I mean, quite a lot of the cast had been axed by Butcher Bill. You know how they're, and I mean, any producer going into a soap um, gets rid of people. So, I mean, it wasn't my fault that a few people lost their job, but there was, amongst certain of the cast, and I'm not going to mention any names, that, oh, you're the new lot, are you? You know, um, there was me and a wonderful actor called Terence Rigby, who who played a, a bomber. Well, he was in charge of the motel, and, and, uh, and he came in with me, and a wonderful actress called Francis Tuker, too, but we had, you you have instant respect and there were people, it was all terribly quick. You have read-throughs and you block it on a set and then you get into the studio and you have to, um, well, you're dependent on, on getting on with people and everyone was terribly kind and helpful. Um, I'm not sure what? if I could do the pressure now. There was about four episodes a week we recorded. Yeah, no, it was a lot, wasn't it? It was, it was even more at the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, Back but you know the... more about the programme than I do, probably, because well, but... I've been desperately trying to remember it, and I got out a book, the Jane Rossington's Crossroads years, and um, I did a bit of background reading before I spoke to you. Um, well, well, back in the day, of course, it was live, wasn't it? Well, no wonder. No wonder it got a reputation. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how, how people coped with that. There are about four, four young directors... Who were, who were looking on it as a step, a step step on, you know. But I mean, I I wouldn't have stayed in it much longer. I had a very good year and a half. I, it was probably my fault it closed. <laughs> I was one of the new look. But I I love Charlie Mycroft. He was Bill Smether said, "Oh, he's he's a he's a bit like um, 
you know, Nigel Pargeter, who I played in the Arches, but just be uh, slightly daffy and uh, and and posh and a good egg. And and he gave me some some nice stories, very romantic, gentle stories. I think I fell in love with Dee Hepburn, which is quite easy to do. And I met some lovely guys, Stephen Pinder, Glyn Pritchard, Merrill Hampton, friends for life, actually. Yeah, Stephen Pinder, of course, went on to be big in Brookside. He's a big of course he did. Brookside. Yeah, exactly. Yes, he, he, he was big in Brookside, and I slipped into Brookside. I mean, I'd done more soaps. There was a, it was once revealed in one of the newspapers that I'd done more soaps than anybody. Um, I had a search in Corrie when I was young. Brookside, I was the headmaster. In Corrie, I was a, a, a barrister a um, long time ago. I defended the Tilsey boy who was in trouble. Um, no, no, I prosecuted him for theft, I think. And Brookie, of course. Um, I haven't done Emmerdale, um, but I've, I've done a lot. You do get pushed around a bit. We'll be back after a quick break. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Nah, I mean. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying. Oh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to oh, yeah. get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, look, look. We all artists, man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right with this I got lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I don't, don't, play, with don't play with it. No. Take that shit serious. Yeah. Well, the part in Crossroads was a a big role for. A year it was a fantastic half. role. He was yeah. he was called Charlie Mycroft, and he was a, he was he was the assistant manager of the motel, and I had a nice little waistcoat and 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 um and I was always. I, I spent a lot of time behind the desk. And uh, now this is a crossroads story. If occasionally you were, if the episode was running short, the message would, would come through to the floor manager, get Graham to fiddle around with some notes and, and improvise a phone call. Someone said, yes, of course, I can book you a room. For, you know, I liked doing that. That was rather fun. You could make up an interesting conversation with that. I mean, I <laughs> I had actually... Worked with Mike Lee, so um, so impro didn't worry me at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mike Lee's fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. So, so just tell us a little bit about some of the storyline. Did you did you have to interact with any of the the, the characters who'd been there for a while, or you or you maybe yes. focused on the other the newer ones? Uh, no, I. There were. It was a very gentle program when I got into it. Um, I know that William Smethers wanted to make it a gentle comedy at times and like there were very funny episodes with trying to introduce Benny to Earl Grey tea (laughs) um and um I had some very funny scenes with him because because he tried to like it but I think he gave up and said it didn't taste enough um there there must have I mean I did over 120 episodes I think so there must have been oh yes I, I was emotionally involved with a blonde at the beginning, and then D. Hepburn, and there was a cook who I had a lot of, and 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 of course, I mean, Bomber Harris, who was played as I said by Terence Rigby, and Adam Chance. I mean, they were all yes. Adam was such a such a nice uh, 
a guy to work with and helpful. Um, Do you have any 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 connection with um, with uh, Jane Rosington's character Jill? Oh, Jane! Yeah, of course. I had lots of scenes with Jane. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, Jane was consummate. I she was so friendly, and uh, she had this knack of managing to run a family at the same time and um, was always on the ball and um, knew the lines, um, but always rushing off somewhere, you know, whereas most of us were pouring, staring over scripts the whole time. She used to sort of breeze and say, let's just run those lines. And uh, uh, I, we all had such respect and love for Jane because um, she she really was the oldest surviving, you know, um, from the old days. Um, she was a great survivor, wasn't she? I mean, she, she'd been in it from the, I, th- I think the first word of Crossroads was her, wasn't it? Yeah, Crossroads Motel, How Can I Help You, I think was the first word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she never seemed to age either. She never, never seemed to age. Really no, no. no. And, no. and she occasionally invited us around to her gorgeous house, which is about half an hour outside Birmingham. And um, she made the programme work for her. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, at the time that you... I once met her on holiday, actually. Oh, did you? In Devon, and that was, that was, that was lovely, yeah. I mean, what is so extraordinary, I mean, is that in one's career as an actor, uh, we're really lucky doing, uh, although there's insecurity and unemployment, but um, the good times, you make such good friends because um, make-believe and playing games is is um a childlike experience and we're very privileged that we did it absolutely now the time you were in it as was towards the latter days of the first incarnation of crossroads of course it wasn't long before it did disappear they changed the theme tune which i think was ridiculous because the theme tune was the the thing that everyone knew about crossroads and you knew that the the, the credits were going to crash into each other. Oh. That was a that was a big thing, wasn't it, back in the day? <laughs> but it, it was yeah. like it was it was like that for some reason there was a narrative going on, wasn't there? That Crossroads was struggling, even though it was actually getting really good viewing figures. To be fair, still. what we were told was when we when it was shut down, we all got Andy Andy what was his name Andy someone who was head of Central. The trouble, the tragedy with Crossroads was the viewing figures were going up, but they were losing their, I I can't think of another word. Um, It was always much loved by the lower structure of society. And the advertisers found that um, they weren't spending money because they probably didn't have money and they wanted to make it into more of a... uh, an, an affluent program, but that didn't quite work. Um, I'm not really putting that very well, but perhaps you you probably know this anyway. I know I know exactly what you mean. I know what you're trying to yeah. say. Yeah, they were they weren't. It wasn't getting the right audience that they. Really that's wanted. the way to put it. That's a that's a that yeah, it, it wasn't getting the audience. Um, I mean, I thought that that the audience wouldn't like me much because. Um, well, what was nice about Charlie, although he was a toff and went to a public school, he was um, he was great fun and rather stupid in a contrasting way to Benny. Um, 
and actually cared and had his heart on his sleeve, which is always nice in a soap. Uh, and um, I was I was very proud of making a three dimensional character of him and um, and looking for the humour too. What was Paul like to work with? He was a good, oh, good, very good actor. Yeah, 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 very, very. I mean, yeah, um, he was a huge star. One was in awe of him, really, because he'd been in it for a long time, um, um, and a survivor because. Uh, to be a success with a soap character, the actor needs to fight his corner, I think. Um, you, you certainly have to care about your character. And I always did. Um, as, I mean, I survived 28 years in the arches by, uh, by just looking after my character, I think. Of course, in the old days, the actors could and did sort of, you know, they stand up for their characters, wouldn't they? But I gather that happens less so now. It's not as... It's I think so. I don't, I don't think actors... Yes, there, there, there are more people in the offices than there are on the floor. <laughs> but, I mean, no, in, when we did... When we did Crossroads, there was... Well, William arrived with a team of writers, most of which I knew because they had been writing for The Archers. So I was onto a sort of winner there. Um, was um, but, was Kat, was Kathy Staff still in it? As um, no, she wasn't. No, she'd just gone. gone. But oh. there was a lovely man called Patrick Jordan, uh, who'd been in Hello Hello. They're all coming, and one or two of my cast from the Arches occasionally used to drip in, um, would drop in and out. But um, and did you have any problems with wobbly the wobbly sets? <laughs> <laughs> I remember doors occasionally stuck a little bit. Yes, um, I always remember doors swinging ridiculously. Yes, yes like yeah. like while you're talking, you know, that, that's right. So you soon learn to make sure you open and shut a door. But but um, if you're an actor who began his career in fortnightly rep, it's exactly the same in the theatre. You when you open a door, you open it and shut it and don't slam it. But yes. it always happens on stage on a first night. An actor doesn't quite shut a door, and it goes like that. Yeah, you know. So I also, I, I also remember issues. I also remember issues with the phones as well. Sometimes people would pick up the phone oh, and answer it, yeah. and they'd carry on. It'd carry on ringing. Absolutely, that is a classic. But that used to happen in the theatre too. Like, like when you, and also when you switch on a light, when you walk into a room, you learn as an actor to hold your hand there, and then do it because you. Don't do it quickly because it'll look ridiculous because the lighting man won't won't time it. So I was I was well prepared for those sort of things. Yes. Now it was a big show, still getting massive viewing figures. Did I used you... to get I, I used to get recognised in the Hagley Road. I I, I I had a nice little. I shared someone from the BBC's house, and she gave me the attic, which is really nice in Harborne, and I really got quite fond of Harborne, and I used to get the bus in, and then. Suddenly, once or or twice, the odd you know person at the bus stop used to look at me, and uh, I suddenly realised, oh gosh, I'm, you know, and I was rather chuffed. I thought this is rather nice, and because the, I think the Birmingham was very proud of Crossroads, it was their soap. Yeah, no, um, they were very very fond of it, weren't they? Very fond. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. and you and also what was nice also you got to know the the crew, the cameraman, the makeup people. I did a doctors last year. I was a semi regular in doctors for a bit. And uh, it was so nice revisiting old haunts and um, and young floor managers. I mean, I'm quite old now. Uh, would talk to me as if 
I never done so before, and they'd never heard of crosses. I said, "Yes, I, I used to film a film location just around the corner from here." But because even in those days in crossroads, they were doing a bit of OB now and then, um, and to go back to Harborne and around there filming Doctors last year had really strong memories, and um, I'd be very lucky. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So, what was the mood when they found out that it was going? Oh, terribly sad. Terribly sad because um, it was even worse for the producers and the writers because they were working on next month's book and it was axed very suddenly uh, um, by the powers that be. But it was probably worse for some other people. But I was I was still relatively young and I wouldn't have stayed in it. I'd already made a decision with my agent that, yeah, it's funny, as a young actor, you know, you're always wanting to... You're never happy. You're wanting to do this. You're wanting to do that. And and when I had a long run in Me and My Girl in the West End, um, I was thinking, oh, I must only stay a year because I'm missing out on other things. And that's the rashness of youth, isn't it? I mean, now at my age, I'd, I'd love a long contract in anything, really, because uh, it's it's not necessarily greener on the other side or... Or bright. I mean, one is just so grateful to be working because the business is, um, it's changed a lot, I think, you know. Now, you said, you mentioned that you've been in quite a lot of soaps apart from, apart from Emmerdale, and you're in Crossroads for quite a long time. You're in the Arches for, for a hell of a long time. Hell of a long time. Arches is slightly, slightly different being a yeah, radio soap to a TV soap. But, but how did they compare? What was it, you know, when you went down, when you went and did that part in, in you know, Coronation Street and, and the others, you know, what, what was there a difference in atmosphere on the different different soaps, do you think? Oh, yes, yes. I, I think that the first one I did was Corrie and that was really organised and there was such respect for the uh, uh, the old regulars. You didn't meet much, but you met at the read-through. Tremendous respect and dignity. Not so much in Brookside. You weren't really introduced. You had to introduce yourself. And everyone was was bustling in and out, and uh, you, you never really got to know anyone. And then I, I um, that was that was quite. I mean, I only had about ten or twelve episodes, um, and when you were in a scene with someone, that was that was that was lovely. But there wasn't that that same unity. Uh, I think I always like to welcome guest actors because you can only work well if you're relaxed. And um, and knowing how nervous one gets if you're only doing a day's work on something, I mean, the least the regulars can do is is to make you feel at home and say, if you want to run your lines, let's, let, let's do it, you know. Um, but because um, it's... I mean, good soap is good teamwork and good writing and um, and a feeling that that everyone is relaxed enough to, um, but to do the best they can. I can't do that, you know, egos and all that. That was, there wasn't much of that around, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, Crossroads was, you know, for a long time, um, a much-loved programme, an institution. It came back a couple of times in the 2000s. In fact, the first time it came back, it did really, really well. Uh, and then for some reason they messed it up and they axed it again. But the following for Crossroads, in terms of the people who still hold a torch for it and still talk about it, and it is huge. It's like it's 
it's never gone gone away, really. It is strange. I mean, I I get really chuffed if occasionally I get recognised for that. Um, and there's a positive, and and I and it was. Well, you can tell me when I was Charlie Mycroft. When did it close? It ended in 1988, I think, didn't it? Is that right? 1988, yes. There yeah. you go. Yes, and, and that was a long time ago. And in 1988, I was 38, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I, haven't, I have no regrets. I was, I was lucky to... I had a bit of money. I had a, a, a young family. Um, and... Uh, I've gone on to do some some very different things, which I'm equally proud of. But it's it's just if you're lucky enough to keep going, and and I was very worried about typecasting, and if you get too associated with one role, maybe the odd door shuts. I often ask on this program, um, did such and such change your life? It, it didn't. It didn't change your life, did it? No, it didn't change my life. No, no, it didn't. Um, Although I would have never done the Victoria Wood sketches, I don't think. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think she she liked my voice in the arches. Um, but I went on after Crossroads. I went back into the theatre quite soon and uh, and concentrated on theatre work, which, which I'd always had, which is lucky. I did. It probably didn't do an awful lot for my television career. I can blame Crossroads on that, but <laughs> you, you don't know. <laughs> no, you don't know. You don't know. Now, yeah. you've not been in Emmerdale. Emmerdale's... No, I haven't. I'd love... Maybe you could... All, you know, this is an audition. You know, you're part in Emmerdale. Well, can you put in a word for me? I'd love to do a spell. I've, I've got a great friend, Louise Jameson, who's, who's in there at the moment, who was at Rada with me, and, and, and she's loving it. Um, yeah. Nice part of the world. Nice part of the world. Um, yes, the break up to, to, to Yorkshire. So Nolly then, it's uh, out now, but uh, were you kept abreast of uh, what was happening? Did you know that uh, it was on the cards? I wrote to the casting director actually saying I'd love to be considered, considering I was a regular in it. And uh, no, that's there's a, you don't get response these days. <laughs> you could have played yourself. I could have played myself, couldn't I? Well, um, an old Charlie Mycroft. Um, <laughs> I, if he was still alive, I think that Charlie Mycroft would. He would have, he'd be probably managing the hotel by now. Um, not very well, but, um, um, you know, using his old school charm. Um, no. It's something but, though, isn't it? The, 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 the term motel, you know, obviously it came out of the, 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 the fact that we, you know, in the 60s, the, the, the emergence of um, motorways and things like that. But you never really hear it. You never really hear it anymore, do you, the term motel? You it's never a, hear it now. And actually, while we were there, they they dropped the motel and it was just in crossroads at King's Oak or something. They could because they had to stop calling it a motel. Um yeah, you think of um America had motels more, didn't they? I yes. suppose it was England trying to be American. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But all I I mean, just to sum up crossroads, um hard work, commitment, and a lot of laughs. Fantastic. Well, that's not bad, is it? No, not bad at all. <laughs> Graham, that's brilliant. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Take care. Have a good time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks.
Ashley was talking to Graham Seed, who played Charlie Mycroft in Crossroads. And keep tuning in to Distinct Nostalgia for another very special Crossroads mini-doc soon about the late pioneering actor Roger Tong, who played Sandy. And finally, just a reminder not to forget to join me, Andy Hoyle, for the Distinct Nostalgia Mind of the Month quiz. Put your knowledge to the test about the great entertainment of the past. All six series so far can be found by scrolling through the Distinct Nostalgia archives. And if you'd like to try your hand with the chance of winning a Distinct Nostalgia mug, then drop us a line at info at madeinmanchester.tv. Distinct Nostalgia by MIM. More than a podcast.